Hello, and welcome to the Hearth and Hedge podcast. Merry meet, my friends. My name is Amberly, and I am here to share the joys and sometimes frustrations of being a mom, a witch mom, and getting through daily life with my family. Welcome, everyone, to the Hearth and Hedge. Uh, this week, I have my beautiful oldest daughter, Palsy, with me, and we are going to talk about the Sabbath of Samhain, which is coming up in just a couple days. So let's start with uh, Pelzi. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your witchy life, and yeah, of course. Um, so hello, uh, my name is Pelzi. I am a 27-year-old eclectic kind of green witch. Otherwise, I kind of dapple in, I guess, a little bit of everything. I'm not picky. Like I'm, I'm kind of crafty, and then, but also I'm. I'm a hoarder of books that I partially read <laughs> and ah, pick through. I'm such a nitpicker. I pick through so many of my books. I don't think I've actually read a full one. <laughs> so um, I love hoarding books. Um, I like doing tarot every now and again, especially if I'm kind of like my headspace is kind of jumbled and I need to kind of... I actually think I have more oracle cards than I do uh, tarot cards, surprisingly. I like to pick from a couple of my oracle decks, but I think I f most frequent my tarot. Like, if I'm, I'll probably grab my oracle cards less often, more so in like a, um, like when I'm at a real big crossroads, I'll probably reach for my oracle cards over my tarot ones. But for like daily stuff, I think I would more so go for my tarot. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about your favorite oracle deck. My favorite oracle deck, da, 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 I think I have, I think I have about four oracle decks, actually. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, it's like one of the ones that you suggested for me a long time ago. Um, it was like last year. It was the, um, like the, no, it wasn't the crystal one. It was the, it was like the herb one. Oh, the herbiary Yes, one? I have that one, the um, the animal one, and the crystal one. Nice. And <laughs> I, I will all link three. all of those in uh, the comments of the uh, podcast. But I would have to say my favorite oracle deck would be the Threads of Fate oracle set. And then I have the Shadow Edition, which has just got like rose gold edges to it. But it's super, super pretty. You said threads of fate. Yes, I did. Awesome. So tell tell us about that. Why do you like it? The cards are very big, um, which I do like. They do fit. I mean, I don't have big hands, but I mean, they do sit in my hands pretty steady. Um, I like a durable Oracle card. Um, the edges, I'm pretty sure on most of their decks, they have the, um, the, like, the colored edges on them where they're kind of like shiny and stuff, like the foil. Mm -hmm. Um and then I think most of the decks as well, they have like the foiling on the actual card itself, front and back. But the design is really simple, but it's very, like, less is more. Like, it's very simple. Like, it puts two aspects of something together, and the artwork's just really, really pretty. But I nice. do like a very sturdy Oracle deck. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of people are drawn to their ducks just because of the beauty or what they find beautiful in them. I agree. Awesome. So what um, what tarot deck do you use? I am using... I am using the very common The Wild Unknown Oh, right. I love that deck. It's so beautiful. I do, too. Like it, I like the colors because it's mostly black and white, but then it's also very splash of random rainbow, which I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm for it. <laughs> very for it. I remember when I first got my tarot, or, uh, my tarot deck from online, and uh, I tested it out on um, my husband, and he, I think that was one of the first times that he ever did tarot reading, and he took it, obviously, with a grain of salt, and he was like, okay. And then, like, a couple of months later, I would think I was doing it just casually throughout the week. And he's like, want to do mine? So he's very <laughs> tolerant just because it's kind of fun. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And he knows it, it kind of itches that scratch for me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So today we are here to talk about Samhain. And as you know, this podcast is pretty much based on living as a witch in a family of unwitches, non-spiritual people. So, uh, such as your husband, he is not spiritual. Um, How, um, okay, so Samhain is actually the final spoke on the wheel of the year. It's the witch's new year. Um, It is believed that during this time of year, the veil is thinning between the spirit world and the physical world. Uh, so hence like all saints day and all souls day, which are both, uh, Catholic holidays, but, um, Dia de los Muertos practices like that, where we honor our ancestors. It makes sense that they would be during this time of year because the veil is thinning and we can communicate with, uh, the spirit world easier. Uh, Samhain is actually a Gallic word. It's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N, but it is pronounced in the Gaelic pronunciation, Samhain, which I can't tell you how you get that from from that spelling, but that's because I'm not Gaelic. So there's that. This time of year, because the veil is so thin, is a great time for ancestral work. It's a good time to reach out to your ancestors, whether or not they are direct lineage or just somebody from the past who you relate to or would like to to use not use to request help from um it's a great time to do that sort of work since the veil is so thin asking the ancestors to assist in your practice is a great way to help to have the extra power behind uh any requests you may have a good way to do that is to have what's called a dumb supper so, Pelzi, have you ever held a dumb supper? I have not. I vaguely have heard about it, but I myself have not practiced. Uh, so, we haven't either, but I think we're going to do that this year. A dumb supper, for anyone who doesn't know, is where you have your normal Sabbath dinner, but then you also set a place for the dead. And a lot of times, dumb suppers are held completely in silence. I don't think that's necessary, but everybody can have their own um, 
practice on that, of course. But so the dumb supper, you will set a place for, for the dead. And then a great way for, for the dead to be able to access your supper that you've set out for them is actually to put a mirror in front of that plate because the mirror is, you know, a gateway to the spirit world, right? So a reflection of that food, that offering that you're putting out for your ancestors or for the dead, um, that mirror image in the spirit world is a great way for them to partake. So I was just uh, reading about that a little bit the other day, and that was pretty interesting to me. So I think that's probably what we're going to do. It sounds really cool. I think we right? try to do something like that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's I simple enough. Great. So it's like, why not? <laughs> yeah. And I was actually thinking, okay, so when we're putting out offerings on our on our altars, maybe we should be putting them on top of a mirror or next to a mirror. You know what I mean? It's a good point. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. So that might be a practice that I, I take up. That is a good way to think about that too. I might, might also weave that into my, <laughs> into my practice as well. Yeah. Nice. Good. <laughs> We're learning things. Yes, we are. <laughs> Um, so another great tradition around this time of year are called soul cakes and they are made, they're from the British Isles. I'm not going to give you a recipe because you can just Google soul cakes and there are a gajillion recipes online, but basically soul cakes were, uh, given out to the poor that would visit the wealthy from door to door. Uh, they would, they would knock on the door and offer up prayers for their dead and in return, the wealthy would give the poor these soul cakes. So kind of like trick-or-treating, right? You can go online and you can find a recipe for soul cakes or just, I mean, you can just create your own if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a great way, just a fun little thing to do, really, the soul cakes. I think it's adorable. I so, think so I too. Yeah, I think we might do that also this year. Um, of course, pumpkin seeds, because everybody carves their Ooh. pumpkins, and then you got to roast your pumpkin seeds. Absolutely. I oh, Like, my mom used to make the best pumpkin seeds. So even before I was a witch, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite things to do around this time of year. It's funny um, how integrated that is to everyone. I know, it really is. Halloween <laughs> and Samhain are kind of hand in hand. Absolutely. Which is is because Samhain is such a um, a solemn occasion, you know, celebrating the dead, mm-hmm. and Halloween is just all fun and games. So it's kind of nice to have kind of that flip side. Takes you know, it's the like happy two sides it, of the same coin. It takes the edge off just a little bit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you can have the fun, but also take the time to honor your ancestors. Exactly. And this time of year is a great way to re or, or great great way it's a great way to do it (laughs) it's a great time to renew and recharge the wards and protections around your house um so i know that uh woodsy and i tonight are going to be painting sigils on our windows Ooh, yes uh with florida water Ooh, um because well it's that time of year and also Woodsy's been having kind of a rough time lately, and so she just wants to renew the wards on the house, and I think that's a great idea. It's a good time for it. Yeah, what kind of, um, do you do jars, or what do you do for your house protections? I do kind of a couple of things. Um, Like, for Night Of, I was, I have a little 
concoction of just some um, some sea salt, black pepper, some some rosemary, and I just kind of take a little bit of it and I put it like on my doormat or like um, kind of on my deck patio area, just kind of the mm-hmm. big openings of the house. Right. And then I also have these cute little candle holders. They hold like little tea lights. And um, they're like, they sit inside little glass jars, though. But there's enough space at the bottom where they're not close enough to the tea light. So I could put like my sea salt down there with rosemary. And I have like a black stone in there. And I have them in all the corners of my house. So basically, I'll just kind of light my tea lights every now and again, just whenever I need an extra bump. And then they have a simple sigil that I have painted on the bottom. Step healthy. Yes. I took Forrest with me to take um, Judy Bloom to school this morning. Mm-hmm. And he was like, his little jowls were flapping in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> and the slobber was the flying. Ew. That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, haha, neener, neener, don't, don't get too close, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you, uh, pump your windshield wiper fluid for a second and it gets on the person behind you you can kind of see because they hit their windshield wipers and imagine one of his little freaking goo blob bombs hitting somebody's windshield wipers and it just smears across their windshield (laughs) it would be so bad (laughs) it could cause a car accident so you just get a big one on there it's like yeah That'll teach you not to stop tailgating, tailgating me. Instead of having like a bumper stickers, that's like if you're if you could read this, you're too close. It's like no, if you get goo bombed by my dog, then you're too close. <laughs> Stay back two hundred feet. Beware, goofy slapper. Oh my god, the that's side so of your funny. car is just crusty. <laughs> oh my god, the windows in the back are disgusting right now. The back of my windows on the inside just has a little like escal nose mushroom boops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine has uh, forest mushroom boops and slobber oh, trails. God. <laughs> oh, this is definitely my favorite recording section session. <laughs> You're gonna be listening back to it, just peeing yourself. I know. I'm gonna, it's gonna take me so long to edit this. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> shit. <laughs> You're a goner. I'm a goner, Gonzo. Gonzo, Bonzo. Pelzi, with with your husband, what what do you guys do for this spoopy season? Spoopy season. All right. Well, we play a lot of online games, specifically Final Fantasy XIV online. And they have, like, a lot of stuff that you can kind of decorate or, like, different costumes and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of nice because I'm lazy and and I don't um, see people all the time. So, I mean, to be honest, while I'm handing out candy, it's just going to be me and my hat just just vibing. But it's kind of nice because it kind of gets us into the... We can dress up as basically anything we want. So it's kind of nice and way less expensive. Right. Um, but otherwise, um, we will be carving pumpkins either tonight or tomorrow, probably tomorrow, and definitely doing pumpkin seeds and stuff like that. 
he will not be partaking in me redoing all of the salt, rosemary, and pepper concoction for my protection wards. He will not be helping me with that. He will gladly watch me, but <laughs> to each their own. Uh, but he will be partaking in the handing out of candy and also carving pumpkins. And then we might watch a spooky movie later on, which... We might watch Evil Dead, the remake, which is very adult. It's very gory. So mm. your discretion is highly advised. <laughs> Please be warned. Um, so we'll probably watch Evil Dead because it's kind of the first spooky, scary movie that we saw together. And we saw it in theaters. I was very excited about that. So that's kind of like a, I guess, accidentally turned into a tradition thing for Halloween slash Samhain for us. So nice. kind of nice. <laughs> So on that note, what are your three favorite Halloween movies? Ooh, Evil Dead definitely is in those top three. And then I would probably say Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Easy, easy one for me. And then we like to do, we kind of like to watch it for both. We watch Nightmare Before Christmas, both for Halloween, Samhain, and um, and also Christmas for, because <laughs> That's a movie that his family has watched, and then we kind of took it and then kind of watch it for both. So it's kind of funny because it gets us in a wholesome or a holy seasonal mood. Because <laughs> once we start watching Nightmare Before Christmas, we know we're going to be watching it again another like month. <laughs> That's awesome. So it gets us gets us holy in the mood. Once we know that we've watched that, then it kind of like really kickstarts it for us. That's awesome. So my three favorites are Hocus Pocus, hands down, number one. Absolutely. My number one favorite. Halloween Town. Ooh, it's another <laughs> great one. <laughs> I love Halloween Town. Even though it's like super cheesy and kiddish, I fucking love that movie. It's good though. I like that um, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah. It's like a it's like the Hallmark movie of for Halloween. Exactly. You know? This is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and then um my other favorite is Young Frankenstein, Ooh. which nobody in this household likes, which is fucking devastating because <laughs> I used to watch it every year. I mean, multiple times a year with my father. And, you know, it's in black and white, even though it was made in the 80s. But mm-hmm. it's just such a classic movie. And you can't go wrong with Gene Wilder. No, and I mean, I think that you should be able to watch it as many times as you want to, considering of how many times A Christmas Story is played on repeat. Fucking right. <laughs> think that you're due. Think that you're allowed to get this. I hate that movie. It's it's got to a point where it it lived on the TV, so I think you're allowed. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, last year because of COVID, we couldn't go trick or treating, so mm-hmm. we were like, okay, well, we'll have. Halloween movie marathon starting Friday evening and we went all weekend, right? Absolutely. When it came to be my time to fucking choose a movie, <laughs> I was like, okay, we have to watch Young Frankenstein. Fucking everybody scattered. Oh, of course they did. Oh, I oh, I don't feel good and mom's I sitting there alone. So pissed. <laughs> I was like, motherfuckers? Seriously? Did you at least have the dogs or did they leave you too? Well, Chaka never goes far, so... <laughs> Forrest wasn't here yet. Chaka never goes far, and I don't. Roxy probably was there too. I guess at least the dogs love me. <laughs> They're like, "We'll watch it with you, mom." 
I was like, you guys are lame. <laughs> I watched it with you, but you can't watch oh, Gene Wilder. That's mean. That's so rude. Yeah, and Jackson Jackson says the scariest part of how of scary movies is me. <laughs> because I scream. <laughs> I scare oh my gosh. I scare everyone all the time because not necessarily of what's being scary in the movie or game that I'm watching. It's my reaction to it that makes yeah. everyone scream. They're like, oh my goodness. What? <laughs> you? Oh. <laughs> my bad (laughs) yeah i get a i get i get a little yelly (laughs) i get a lot of angry side glares (laughs) that's why i don't go watch movies in the theater (laughs) agreed i am always one of those oh my god and i just i mean my husband's used to it so you know yeah it is is. jack's like mom you're making it scarier than it is quit like that wasn't even scary scary. stop screaming you're like i beg to differ (laughs) (laughs) oh whoa forrest agrees he definitely agrees okay he's about to have a puppy tantrum so yes so buckle up ladies and gents (laughs) so excited i just want him to yell at me oh he will my favorite yeah. thing about about our dog and he only likes to do it in the morning oh yeah Forrest likes to do well Forrest likes to do it all the time but he really really loves to yell at me in the morning I wish Eskel yelled at me all day every day but he's very particular and it's only because he wants to go outside not just to go outside he wants to come back in so he can get his whimsy because that's all he cares about ah uh, yeah <laughs> It's his cup of coffee in the morning. Nobody talks to me until I've had my whimsy. Mm, yeah, Forrest just wants attention. <laughs> All the time. He's, he's like, look at me. Hey, hey, stop looking at that over there. I'm right here. He's like, I know I'm gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> this morning, he was like, mom, get up. Mom, get up. Mom, get up. And I didn't want to get up. So he got on the fucking bed. <laughs> and, you know, his paws weigh like 70 pounds a piece. Absolutely. And he's like thwack on my chest (laughs) i was like oh okay we're doing this now and he says yes yes we are he confirmed i heard the confirmed yeah all right so let's get back to this this thing so y'all watch the movies what else what else do you think um well what else do you plan on doing this year uh for this year i think we might play because for the night we have to hand out candy, we don't want to get too invested in anything par- per se because we'll have to be, I mean, I'll have the baby gates up, so I'll have to leap over the baby gates in order to hand out candy. So I'm going to be up and down a lot. So what I'm probably thinking is either we'll have a movie that we've seen before, so that way if like one of us has to go for a second, we can just, like, it's easy to catch back in, or we might just play some board games. Some two-player uh, geeky board games. Yes, that sounds awesome. Agreed. Do you have a special food you're going to make besides the pumpkin seeds? Hmm. Not too sure. I was honestly thinking about just make, seeing if I can just make some banana bread or something simple. But as far as dinner goes, I'm not too sure yet what I want to make yet. But 
I do want to try and see if I can just make some banana bread. I've been craving it lately. Yeah, actually, I I bought some bananas last week, and I think it's time to make banana bread because I don't think I ate any of them. Oh, that's perfect. And then when people start to tell you they're brown, yes, they're perfect for my banana bread. (laughs) And you can't say nothing about it. Well, cool. I'm actually super excited. I think this is going to be a good episode, and I really appreciate you chit-chatting with me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, just so everyone knows, uh, Miss Pelzi will be a regular staple on the podcast because yes. she is family, and this is a family-oriented show, despite all the MFs and all that that I dropped <laughs> today. But it does say explicit people. Hey, we we it makes it entertaining, and we <laughs> they love us for it. Damn it! That's right. That's right. <laughs> they, they know what they signed up for. <laughs> I said, just to get to call you mom. <laughs> you could you can still call me mom. That's okay. That really... I get out scot-free. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. So this year the family is going to do something new. Ooh. And so normally on the podcast, at the end of the podcast, I give a spell. But this week I'm not gonna do that. I'm going to share what we're going to do, which is something easy that everyone can do uh, that I think is actually a really great way to give back to your community and your ancestors. Uh, This year, we are going to adopt an ancestor. So the family is going to pack a lunch and some flowers, and we are going to go to one of the cemeteries, probably one of the older ones that's not as well kept. And we are going to walk through the cemetery and wherever we are pulled intuitively, we will go to that uh, grave. We will clean it. We will lay some flowers and then we'll do a grave rubbing of that, of that headstone. And that is, we're going to adopt that ancestor for the day. Um, And then we'll come back home and we will start a scrapbook uh, with this year's ancestors that we've adopted. So that is the plan for for our Halloween slash Samhain family celebration. That sounds super cool. Yeah, I think it's actually really cute because I know that a lot of a lot of cemeteries just don't have the funding to be kept well. Of course, yeah. So it totally makes sense to to go in and just I mean, I wish that we were closer to my grandparents' graves because they are absolute, their cemetery that they're in has just completely gone downhill since they were buried. Mm. And there's, I mean, to the point there's a class action lawsuit against the cemetery, but. That's so unfortunate. It's horrible. So because I can't go fix their cemetery and their, their graves, I want to go give back to, to someone here who needs who needs a little bit of that. So just give back. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's that's a great way to celebrate both the fun of Halloween because you're going to a cemetery and that's spooky and, and it's spooky. Yeah, but then also the solemn part of it which is the veil is thinning, you know, we need to look to the past, look to our ancestors and some of these folks don't have someone to go clean or leave them a pebble or leave them a flower or 
you know, so that's what we're going to do this year. That's our, that's our plan. Sounds exciting. Yeah. So I invite all of my lovely friends to join us in that. And if you do that, I would love to see pictures. You can post them um, on our Facebook or Instagram page, both of which are at the Hearth and Hedge, or you can email us at the Harsh, the Harsh, 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 the Swedish oh, chef. I was at... just about to say the Swedish chef at com. Or you can email us your pictures or your experiences at the hearth and hedge at gmail.com. <laughs> Yay. Love your face. Love your face more. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Why are we like this? I don't know. Because we're awesome. <laughs> Thank you.